Shore Nine post game show, a very rare post game show where the Pirates actually win a baseball game seven to five. Um, unfortunately, Cody is uh, dealing with some technical difficulties, so it looks like I'll be riding solo today. But yeah, um, Pirates win seven to five, first win since the All Star break, our third win in July, and it was really needed. <laughs> Um, you know, it's been a really rough go of things to say it was looking like it was going to be exactly what we've been watching for the first, the entire month of June, July, a bunch of runs given up, no offense, but finally for the first time in 10 games, the pirates have scored more than four runs. And so, yeah, it is, it feels good. And I think that, you know, if you're going to have someone kind of helps come stable as a ship, you got to have it from guys like Rich Hill. And Rich Hill wasn't great today, um, but he did his job five and two thirds innings, eight hits, four runs, only one strikeout at 100 pitches. But he did his job, and I don't think it was really fair on him to give up four runs. You know, he got hit hard, but Rich Hill always gets hit hard. Um, Jack Suwinski drops a ball in center field, two runs score. It's hard to really put that on him. He got the outs needed, and it didn't work. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing for me, at least, was his attitude, where he's in the dugout, he's mad, he's fired up, he's not happy. And it really just feels like there's a lack of that amongst the team where guys simply do not seem to get bothered by losing. You know, we all know Brian Reynolds looks bored all the time, but you know, you expect a little bit of emotion from guys like Carlos Santana or Connor Joe or Austin Hedges, guys, or G man Choi, guys who have been here and been in the majors for a long time. You would think that like there would be some level of caring, and so the fact that you can like see that, and I know some people don't like that style from Rich Hill. I get it. It can't be abrasive. It can't be nonsense. It can't be, uh, well, why doesn't he just pitch better? But like, the Pirates desperately need guys who are going to yell and get mad and get it. Because when you're losing, and you're losing as badly as we have, you need some guys there to help ride the ship out or right the ship. And so... I think Rich Hill's gone in 12 days, two weeks or so when the trade deadline happens, but I really hope he isn't just because the alternative right now is like Cam Allard <laughs> or, uh, or you could go with uh, uh Ozzy Contreras or Luis Ortiz. But if you sent them down, you need them to make sure that they're right before they come back up. 
and we don't have any starters. Like we're still giving starts to Oswaldo Beto. And so I think Rich Hill really needs to stay this season because you're not getting a Quintana return for Rich Hill. His numbers aren't nearly as good. He's 43 and he's a rental. So you might as well just keep him because I see a Tyler Anderson style return where the headliner was Carter Bins, which isn't good. <laughs> so, you know, I like Rich Hill for what he is. Um, but I think the big news today was that the offense finally woke up. Now it was looking really bad for the first two innings, three innings, four innings or so. You know, shut out, no real hits, a lot of weak contact. But things started turning around. You know, we'd ship away. We get two runs in the fifth inning. You know, 4-2, and you're still kind of like, well, we lost our chance. You know, Brian Reynolds grounds grounds out. Another rough day for him. But, you know, you think, yeah, that's game over. And then the seventh inning comes around and five runs score. And I know I, t- I tweeted this out, but I love G-Man Choi. <laughs> He's not even a great baseball player. Like objectively, like he's fine. He's like a league average baseball player. But he he is an MLB baseball player, and he comes through with stuff like that. It's like he comes through with a really clutch two at RBI single, gives the Pirates the lead when we have been abysmal. Defensive position, and I think we have Cody. Hello. 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 Uh- Am I here? Yes, you are. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I I'm sorry to interrupt your fantastic monologue, but <laughs> I no, was supposed fine. to be here, so I'm here. But All right. continue. We'll get into everything. I else mean, later. you continue. <laughs> no, what do you think about G Man Choi? Uh, I'm a huge G Man Choi fan. I have a lot to say about this game. That's why I was like panicking once all my gear decided not to work. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got a lot to say. But let's start with G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi, and I've been saying this as a joke amongst all of us in North Shore 9, that this team was missing G-Man Choi. This is Mm -hmm. the key. And it is still kind of a joke. But at the same time, to what you were saying is, when you have that average, good MLB player, it makes all the garbage that we have on this lineup look great. Like, it's it's suitable. (laughs) So mm-hmm. I love having G-Man Choi. He brings a bit of a spark. Um, I don't think, just the way that things happen this season, I don't think anything's working out how Charrington wanting, wanted it to. I think he saw G-Man Choi as a guy that could be mm-hmm. a mentor to Jiwon Bay. And then you have the injury that happens to Choi. He's mm-hmm. not able to be there to coach up Bay. Bay flounders. And yeah, I, we're not even talking about today's game at this point. Yeah. But that's, those are my thoughts on G-Man Choi. Maybe, maybe G-Man, today were great, though. Maybe G-Man Choi can give Bay some relationship advice, too. But who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, no, he was great today. Got a, also walked. Like, you know, I don't, he only has hit 182. And he, but he, he's probably gone in two weeks, too, don't you think? Like, I can't Choi? imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine he sticks around. But I hope he does. I feel like they would want Choi to – I don't know. It's it's a tough situation. I think I talked about this the last time I did a post game. Like, you have Choi and Santana. You want to try and keep at least one of those guys and mm-hmm. give them a, an extension in the offseason. 
right now, it really seems like I'm getting this feeling at least that Santana is going to be the guy we deal. And then we're going to keep Choi because we haven't seen everything from Choi. Interesting. He's been hurt. See, and I think they're going to keep Santana around because there's always like I would a, hope. That, 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 that emphasis on like locker room presence. I'm not sure how much I buy it since he looks yeah. about as disinterested as Brian Reynolds does during games. He was he but, was the guy. He was the team leader for a good three months, and then yeah. he saw how bad we that it was getting, and he was like, uh, "I'm going to back away." <laughs> That's what it seemed like. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it really it is crazy how like cancerous this organization can be, where you bring in good guys and you just kind of suck the joy out of them. Because <laughs> like yeah. I think I think Kutch was on the record saying like, "Hey, at least we're not the athletics." I think that was like his response. I'm like, pretty much. That's not good. He didn't say it outright, but he basically said, <laughs> "Like that. you guys have been hit, been out hit by the athletics since May. Like this is not something you this is not something to be proud of." Um, right. But yeah. Um, I mean, Carlos Santana didn't really have a great day either. No, I he, mean, he did walk. He, what he drew the walk, which is important. But he's but, been. Uh, I do. I, I'm sorry. I know I got in here late. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about Richo. All right, let's I go. I know for you it. talked about Richo. Yeah. I lo- So I was torn on this. Actually, I like that he's firing the guys up. Right. I like that he's that presence because we know none of the coaches want to do it because they all know they suck too. Yeah, that's correct. Deep down, those <laughs> yeah. guys know oh, I'm in over my head. Andy Haynes is like, I'm in over my head. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sheltie, where are your little bat things to show people where to get contact <laughs> on the ball? Yeah. Like, this... <laughs> that's what's that's the other thing that's absurd that I just put two or two together. I was like, wait, Shelton was a hitting coach for Cleveland the last time they were good. Or maybe before they went to the and, World Series. And he was forever. a hitting coach for the Rays. And he was a hitting coach for the Rays, mm-hmm. who are a good team and were a good team when he was there, at least decent. And then you got Andy Haynes. And so you got two hitting coaches. Mm-hmm. Can't figure out how to get these guys. But I digress on that point. My point being with Rich Hill, <laughs> I like that he's trying to light a fire under these guys. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think he's holding himself accountable because he's yelling like f this f that Mm -hmm. but it feels like dude you could be doing better too i i i feel like he yells at himself on the mound plenty like i don't know like i think there's like last time like he's like punching stuff in the dugout like he's definitely like pissed off at himself but that's the thing is like you can be pissed off at yourself all you want Mm -hmm. at some point you got to stop being mad at yourself and start like looking inward and being like, all right, what should I change? And I mean, they talked about it for the full first, like first half of the broadcast today that he added the split finger fastball or changeup. Mm-hmm. Cool. Make it work. I like, you know, well, I mean, once I, that starts to work, I'll give you some, I'll give you a little I, bit of leeway, but, but like I said, I'm not playing well. I don't even know if I can blame most of the runs today on Hill though. And Jackson that's the Wins- other thing that sucks. <laughs> like J- Jackson Winsky just can't feel center field, and that's not his fault. He's a corner outfielder being put in center field. I 1,000% but, agree. But so, like, you know, today I think he was actually pretty good. He just got horribly unlucky. You know, Jackson Winsky drops the ball. He also sh- gets a terrible jump on the first run of the game, and Cleveland scores on what should have been a nice, easy fly ball. Yeah. You, you know, like, I see what you mean, because he hasn't been all that good. Right. 
like even even if you take even if you get all the runs back and he only gives up one run today through six or whatever, he still hasn't been good recently. I mean, but I, I want to go. No back. one has. <laughs> I mean, you're saying like, oh, you can't blame it all on him, but I want to go back to what you said before I jumped on. Yeah, he threw almost a hundred pitches and only had one strikeout. You're not yeah. helping yourself at that point. No, but it's also he's also facing the team that strikes out the least in baseball. Okay, give him an excuse, <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, no, th- 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 that's what Cleveland does, and that's what made like the last few games so frustrating. Is that Cleveland sacrifices power for all-out contact? They yeah. don't strike out. That's the profile they draft. They try to acquire, get into their system, and that's what sucks to see. You know, J- Bo Naylor and Josh Bell just hit home runs all around the park, is because right. they're not a power-hitting team. They're the slap-hitting, don't strike out guys. So. You know, but you know, Hill hasn't been good, and right. Yeah, right, he should get more than one strikeout. He's been in this league too long not to. Exactly, and I mean, but but it's been know. talked about how he gets leeway to do whatever he wants on the mound. Like he, you know, you'll see his arm movements all over the place, and it's like at some point you got to be like, okay, I got to pick something. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he's trying to like be unpredictable on the mound. Well, that, sometimes that, that, being unpredictable for yourself causes mm-hmm. problems. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess what I would say to that is because he throws the ball so softly, that's yeah. his way of tricking the batter. Right. And it's not always going to work because eventually he is going to leave an 87-mile-an-hour curve uh, slider right down the heart of the plate. But I think when you take Rich Hill in a vacuum, that's just what he's going to be. He's going to be that reliable back-end starter who is going to eat innings. Right. And I think that's what made him so valuable when we were winning games is that he didn't always have the best starts. Like he would sometimes go six or seven innings and give up four runs, but it would save the bullpen. And we've seen what happens when the bullpen has to carry the load. It's not a pretty sight. Yeah, it sucks. The bullpen's not great, right? Mm -hmm. But I do think I I, I may be very alone on this, but we have bright spots in the bullpen. And if we can keep that core of guys, like obviously bedding on it. But, I mean, you never know what's going to happen with Bednar. We might trade him. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you have Holderman and you have Moretta. If you can keep those guys, those are the two that I say, I say are solid. I'll extend it to Wazinski. I'll extend it to He's getting there. I, I'm pretty comfortable with him in the pen. I think I said that yesterday. Yeah. But, yeah, like the, the bullpen is not a lost cause. But right. it speaks volumes to how stretched we are that – Ryan Barucki's out there giving up a home run to Josh Bell in the seventh inning because we don't have – we burned Johan Ramirez for the past three days. Right. Um, I don't know who else we could have gone to, but, I mean, that's yeah. Ryan Barucki Ryan Barucki should not be getting any innings in the seventh inning when it's not a blowout. Right, and that's the issue is we only have those couple of core guys in the mm-hmm. bullpen – and it's great to have those guys when you need them. Like Moretta, I just had this lineup today. Uh, Moretta played great. He, he only had only had to get one out, like, yeah. but he did it efficiently. You know, no, the, the Moretta Holderman comes in, gets two outs himself, and only gives Moretta, up one hit. The Moretta get was great. I have zero, absolutely zero problems with Dari Moretta being on this roster for a long term. Right. Like he's a one hit he guy, the, but he like he was a surprise. Yeah. No, nope, it no was. Expected it. 
and he, you know, I kind of see like an Osvaldo Beto could become like a Dari Moretta type deal where like he's a slider fastball guy, right. but that slider is good enough to get outs for one inning, but that's all you need, you know? Exactly. And, and so, um, yeah, I'm, I, I respect my, Dari, you know, it was kind of cringy when you look, we're losing seven straight games and he's posing on the mound, but you know, I, I like, I, I, like I love, it. I, I, like, I like, I like, I like his like personality. You need that guy. And yeah. I, <laughs> I forget who I told this to. I think I was just talking to my buddies. They're Yankees fans. And I was like, you know what you want on your team? You want a couple of guys that are locker room guys, like a Santana, mm-hmm. like a Moretta, who are going to, they're going to bring the energy. But then you also want guys like Henry Davis and yeah. Brian Reynolds, who Brian Reynolds is in a slump right now. It's fine. But you want those kind of guys that have mm-hmm. no personality other than <laughs> wanting to be good at baseball. Yeah. And so it, I think it, that's a good transition to start talking about the offense today. Yeah, well, we can start with Brian Reynolds because yeah. I was going to say it, it drives me up a wall because I keep seeing this where like people say like he's checked out, he got the bag and stopped caring. Like he hasn't. Like he, he, you bucko Mike in the comments, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't mentioned Cabrian Hayes, so I, don't, I think that's what summons him. That, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I agree. We're like. You know, he busted out. It was a terrible hit. Like, he didn't have any good hits today, but, like, he kept the inning alive by busting it out for yeah. the fielder's choice, which scored uh, Gonzalez. Yeah, it was Gonzalez, yeah. and Andy was on second. Yeah. And he was on second. And then, yeah, he, he busts that out. He gets safe. And then the good stuff starts happening after that. Like, you know, he's making diving plays in left field. Like, he made a really good catch in the ninth. Like, he's not hitting well. And I think he's kind of a symptom of the entire offense. Like not only is like the collective team in the slump and like the mood around the team is just bad. And, you know, players are human when yeah. things uh, morale hits his the play is going to take a hit. But like the say he doesn't care. I think it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's what I, and that's kind of what I mean when I put him in that group of Henry Davis. It's like, he's probably <laughs> the hardest on himself right now. Oh yeah. Cause he's a guy that you get him in an interview. He's going to tell you two words. He, he is thinking about ball all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, we don't see a lot of personality. We don't see him get – I mean, we've seen him get angry, but he doesn't do it often. No. But he gets angry at himself, and mm-hmm. that's – I think he needs to, you know, like I said with Rich Hill, stop – like Rich Hill shows it. Reynolds doesn't as much, but he needs to look inward, you mm-hmm. know, instead of – you know, just getting angry, you have to evaluate. Yeah. Um, and I, I hopefully, hopefully this game jump starts him out of this slump, but the whole team really, cause like, you know, seven right. runs is just a stark contrast to what we've been doing. Like, I think everyone collectively is like, oh, it's four nothing. This game's over. We're like, we're, <laughs> yeah. You know, like zero confidence in this offense, but it worked, you know, and I think that was kind of nice. And you can kind of see like, a, day, a type of lineup where Ben Sherrington's kind of working toward where like, you know, Nick Gonzalez had a really good game today. He was hitting, but then you're also getting hits from G main Choi, Henry Davis, you know, Jerry Triola mm-hmm. got him a couple times. Connor Joe got on, you know, the guys like who have been here for a while were working with the new guys and you were actually starting to see some sort of like offensive yeah. synergy for lack of a better word. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, and that's really what it was. And I think, I mean, as weird it is, as it is to say, I think Triolo has been the offensive spark plug mm-hmm. because he's on a 12-game hitting streak. He had two hits and two RBIs today. He, I mean, if it wasn't for 
Choi getting that one hit, he would have led the team with RBIs today. Yeah. And I, it's not what anybody expected from Triolo. Triolo is supposed to be a defensive guy. Yeah. And now he's starting to look like maybe he's better than Cabrian Hayes. <laughs> I, mean, I will not go. I that won't go far. that far. Yeah, but but no, I, I did. Like, like, I think even the broadcast was talking about like his defense. Like he has, he's, he's not on Hayes's level. Right. But whenever the ball goes anywhere in his general direction, like there, there's been multiple times, like over the past couple weeks of watching him, where like the ball will be like in shortstop range and he's there gobbling up and throwing it the first. Like his range is really good. Right. You, you wish he hits for more power, I think. You know, he's at like a 311 average and 712 OPS. Like, you know, you, you, yeah. you would like to see some slug in there, but like I have no complaints. He's been great. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> mean, when you have a guy, when you have a guy that can get on base, you can't complain. It's it's when mm-hmm. you have multiple guys around that person that can't get on base and can't advance runners. Yeah. But today we were able they or they were able to string it together. Mm-hmm. Um, Davis was able to get on. He had a hit and a walk. I, I think he played well today. Um, he, he just well, some miscues right in the outfield, but <laughs> I think I talked about this yesterday. He's just doesn't belong out there. Like. No. It's not his fault. <laughs> but he's an athlete, so you yeah. trust him out there. He's he's. Uh, he won't a embarrass mega you. athlete, so he'll, he's going to be able to do it. But I, he can't read the ball off that fence. No. <laughs> I think you're probably yeah. better off putting him in left field because he doesn't have to deal with the bounce. It's true, but do you think he's fast enough to like handle the vastness of left field? That would be my issue. That That's the tricky issue. part. I agree. That's the tricky part. You know, PNC is a weird park. Very, very weird dimension. So I don't know what the best. I mean, I would just have him DH if I'm being completely honest. But we already have a bunch of DHs on the roster. That's the tricky part. But I also don't know why they're so opposed to McCutcheon field, right field. At this point, I think it's just trying to try and save him from himself. You know. Okay. <laughs> you know, you put him out there, he's, he might hurt himself. I mean, he he just he just came off the IL. Uh, probably just. They aren't having him field or yeah, field because they're trying to preserve him for the lineup. Um, okay. So that's, I, I just know, I, I know like defensive, his speed's still there and he grades out pretty well defensively in right field. That's the only reason I suggest it, but like, I, no, I don't, I don't disagree <laughs> with you. I just think it's a, a factor of being able to go to Kutch in mm. an offensive position. That's fair. And hopefully his elbow's all healed up because we kind of need him and he's been kind of miserable recently. (laughs) Which I guess makes sense. He's 37 years old. You know, he wasn't going to be an 850 OPS player the entire year. But man, it would have been been so nice. I agree. It would have been great. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't expect him to be any of that. I didn't expect him to be good this year. No. I just expected him to be a guy that Charrington brought in here to be like, hey, all you young guys, you want to be like him. Yeah. You want to be the guy that is able to come back here and everybody loves him. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, well, like, he was or, just or supposed be, to be a figure. <laughs> or be the leader, like be the guy like he's like, hey, this is how we did it when we won. When we were winning right. the ball team. And I don't know how much that's rubbed off. It seems like the I mean, but I also think that like the entire coaching staff has kind of given up. So I think the players aren't dumb. <laughs> Right, and you know and that's that's the unfortunate thing is mm-hmm. when the guys at the top aren't caring as yep. a player. It's it's just like any other workplace. Yeah, like when my managers at work don't care, mm-hmm. I'm like, why do I care? 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent true. Like, like, and I think like when losing has just become like so okay, like everyone's just okay with it. You know, like as someone like I think I said this before, but like as, I, I defend Shelton, but like he is definitely too okay with the status quo. I think that's entirely fair. Oh, well, he got that nice little uh, extension. Yeah. <laughs> Why has he got to care? And that's fair, but like it starts at the top too. Like Ben Sherrington. You know, when you when you come on and say like, oh, we were a fourth place team because of projections, like you're 20 and eight and you won't commit to saying that you're a good baseball team. Like players aren't stupid. They hear that and they don't understand like, oh, OK, well, you know, I could I why should I care? I'm making millions of dollars. <laughs> right. I don't understand the logic of, oh, we're projected to be fourth anyway. Yeah. Like who who in the right mind is like, well, we were supposed to be here. Yeah, like well, no, well, not anymore. You want to out, you want to outperform. Yeah, your prediction. Yeah, like, and you know, I remember everyone was so fired up over that Neil Huntington comment about running the simulations. Yeah, this is a thousand times worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> like Neil was like, "Well, we're underperforming. We're we're not meeting what we like simulated. We thought we were going to do, and that's not okay." Ben Sherrington's like, "Oh." Yeah, we're doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah, we're right where I thought we were. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> um, but it's just, it's so disappointing. But today was nice. <laughs> yeah, no, today was a nice change of pace. Even though we um, let Ahmed Rosario, who's probably the worst starting shortstop in baseball right now, own us this entire series. Yeah, that was um, unfortunate. But I don't know, Jack Sawinski. We want to talk about him. Oh uh, yeah, let's talk about Jack. I'm I'm a big Jack fan. I mm-hmm. hate that he is so hot and cold. Yeah. But I think, you know, <laughs> kind of alluding to uh, the Instagram story yesterday that I put out, he reminds me of Pedro Alvarez. Pedro would have a hot streak, then he'd have a cold streak. Yeah. A hot streak, then he'd have a cold streak. And I mean, I think that's fine if there's only one player that that happens to. Mm-hmm. I think Sawinski's fine. It's just that he doesn't have a supporting cast that is consistent i guess yeah no i agree i mean <clears throat> jack Sawinski's not even close to the worst problem on this team and he got us a very clutch double you know yep. and you can see the talent there but yeah like he i think i mentioned this with denarda before he is not someone who plays plays to the ops right like he's always been hovering around like the 850 to 900 ops and he's just not that he's not as valuable as that says it is but, no, I'm happy with him. I think he would be a very good right fielder for us for a very long time. And having potential 30 homer power on pre-arb money, so he's making MLB minimum, that is something every team would want. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he's a frustrating player, but I think he's good. And I think I, think I saw someone say that he was like a he – was, he's Travis Snyder. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, was like, I think I think may have been a little better. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he might be a little better, but yeah, um, it's not a bad, it's not a bad comparison. Like he is a reliable, useful center um, player. Yeah. I just think it kind of highlights that when he's one of your better hitters, it shows that the real lack of star power that the team has at the moment. Right, and especially, I agree, especially, and... especially with Cruz hurt and Reynolds being bad. Right, and uh, I I agree. I think. Um... Just having, like, he he's not going to be expected to be the star mm-hmm. in the future. And the stars of the future are now in the majors. And mm-hmm. they're going to develop. Like, this is what, I feel like we've been talking about this for two years now. 
you have to have these guys in the majors if you want them to play major league ball and learn it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to learn how to play MLB baseball like in AAA. No. And I'm glad that's why I'm glad that Charrington, like, even if it was just kind of we're giving up, bring up the young guys, even if it was that mentality, at least they're here and they're learning, you know? Yeah. And you're going to have guys like Henry Davis that are going to be a, the star of the team for this foreseeable future. You have a guy like Endy who could be that guy. He could be in that top three hitters for this team when it comes to a contact uh, standpoint, but he just got here. You know, yeah, he's going to learn the game. It's going to take a while. He got his first hit today. Congratulations to him. Yep. And it was a bloop single. It kind of yeah. sucked, right? It's like, if that was me, I'd be like, ah, yeah. can I get a retry? Like, <laughs> you take it. It's kind of like when you're like, you're in like your softball league and like you really rear up and you're going to hit it really far and just kind of bloops. Instantly. Right. Like, you yeah. know, the guy can't catch. So it's kind of something like that. <laughs> like, man, I thought I really had that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has not looked good. But no. at the very least, even though he hasn't looked good, like you, you've gotten serviceable play from Davis Triolo, and I'll even extend it to someone who did well today, Gonzalez. Yeah. Even though I think mostly I've been impressed by Gonzalez's defense more than anything else. Same. The play he had today, what inning was that? Was it the fourth or the? It was pretty fifth early inning? on. I think it was fourth or fifth. Yeah. That play was great. I mean, he didn't get the ball to first, which sucked. Which is mm-hmm. like, damn, like, come on, finish the play. <laughs> but. To be able to get there from where he was, mm-hmm. it was phenomenal. The I, range I think, is great. Yeah, yeah, to be able to hold that. I think he held a runner at third, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. they would have they would have scored if that went to the outfield. Mm-hmm. And to be able to hold a runner at third is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and like like I said, they're young. They got to learn, yeah. and he's gonna and get there. <laughs> the biggest news is that he got a hit off of a non fastball today. Yes, huge. he got a hit off a curveball. Now it was like seventy-four miles an hour exit velocity. It was kind of a blooper, but you know, it's a hit, we right? We, we Unless it's that. your first hit. I don't want. <laughs> yeah. I don't want a bloop first hit. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you. But you know, two for three for Gonzalez today. One RBI, one run. He also walked. Um, hit the ball hard twice. You know, there is. I would like to see more power. I think. Out of but, Gonzalez. Yeah, out of Gonzalez. But, you know, as a good playing defensive second baseman, and if you're holding like a 723 OPS, like that's a pretty decent player. I yeah, would say. And I, I mean, he was a guy, right? It, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like we only brought him up because it was like now or never, dude. You know, he, he wasn't as great as we thought he was going to be coming out of his draft class. He, he floundered a bit in the minors, and he played well this year in AAA. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like, all right, dude, we're going to give you this shot and mm-hmm. you better make the most of it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's either crap or get off the pot type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it was morally just that we had no middle infield when he was called up. That too. Yeah, yeah. like you can't trot out Castro and Marcano every single day. It's just it's yeah. in bay. It's not going to work. So like it's definitely out of like necessity. But I mean, the strikeout issues are still there. I think the biggest thing that worries me is that his walk rate is atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was walking consistently at 14% or so in the minors. Like that's what he is. He has a good eye walking less than 3% of the time in the majors right now. All running similar strikeout rates. Yeah. 
and I'm honestly okay. Like you can live with a guy who lives like in that 28, 30% strikeout zone where he is, but you got to get on base. Yep. Like Jack Sawinski for all his faults. Cause he strikes out a lot. He still walks he on base. He walks a lot. Yeah. And I'm not expecting which to was like that. <laughs> that's why I, I can't get mad at Sawinski mm-hmm. last year. He was doing exactly what Gonzalez is doing. He was swinging yeah. at everything, striking out. But you know what he did? He fixed it. He's walk. He's getting walks. He's getting mm-hmm. on base, and I can live with that. Yeah, and I it, that was something that early on this year blew me away. I was like, "Wow, Sawinski's taking walks." Mm-hmm. So that's if Nick can get there, then I think he's in the same vein as Sawinski as being a middle of the road everyday starter. Yeah, it, which every team needs. Like every team right. needs a Jackson Winsky like type player, um, or or a Jared Triola type player. But you really, I think, when this team is going to be good, you need to start seeing that star power, which we haven't seen yet. But it's been early; we haven't seen it from Henry Davis yet. Not saying seen glimpses. Happen. Yeah, glimpses. glimpses, but it's not like you know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, Jim, have touted him as being like almost Mike Trout esque. And yeah. it's like he's not gonna get there. No, but he's gonna get you. He's gonna get you a solid season. Yeah, um, I I think I even see him like becoming like a consistent like 800 OPS player, like you know, like yeah. giving you those 20 to 25 home runs, like almost kind of like a Brian Reynolds type hitter, I would even say. Um, but he's not there yet. But that no. takes time. I'm not worried about him. But when you look up and down this rotation, like this um lineup, you know, Sawinski, you could play him every day, but he's not a star. Reynolds can be a star, but he's not there. Carlos Santana, I kind of go back and forth on. I think he's a star. I <laughs> strictly, strictly for me, based on his offense or defense. I'm sorry, that's fair. We his haven't defense, had a, he he is arguably in the running for a Gold Glove. He's the best defensive first baseman in baseball right now. Exactly. I he just I just don't want him batting fourth. I think is where I'm at. I I agree. I um, fourth four, or fifth or sixth. Yeah. Um, G Man Choi starter, Henry Davis starter. Triolo starter. Mercano needs to be sent down to AAA. Jury still out on Nick Gonzalez. Jury still out on Andy Rodriguez. Like, like I wouldn't do that. Like, there's plenty of MLB capable players. But who is going to be the guy where you're 100% confident they're going to come in and get a hit or a home run? I mean, I personally, right now, I feel like Davis is that guy. Sure, he's yeah. young. He He hasn't done it, but Mm-hmm. he's the guy that's going to do it. I think, you know, when it comes to the lineup that's put out every day, he's the guy that I'm like, especially when he bats third, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, he's going to get a hit. Like, yeah. he's going to extend this inning. Um, but that's the only guy that I can say that for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there was a point in time, specifically, I, I pointed it out last month, when Santana was that guy. And... Yeah he's just too old to be able to do that every every week every day mm-hmm. day in day out so it's nice when he can do that but you need a young guy that can get, can do it and i mm-hmm. think davis is that guy but there's only one on the roster yeah. right and, and like it. you're hoping you're integrating Cruz back into this into the picture soon yeah but yeah no i would agree like davis is that guy and i mean when santana's hot he's hot and he's always coming through in clutch situations but he can do it all the time. I don't think he's that guy anymore. Nope. Um, but I think I think we covered the game. All right, let's leave us with one last bit of news. 
Will Oops. Crow got Will Crow got DFA'd. Dang. <laughs> they gave him they gave him the rehab and yeah. they're like, all right, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. did the same with Swaggerty. So <laughs> <laughs> at least according to John Heyman, he got DFA'd. So all right. I mean, did we really expect Will Crow to come back and help this team? No, I'm I never wanted to see him pitch for us again. Exactly. You know, it, it definitely is kind of like rubbing the salt in the wound to see Josh Bell hit two home runs off of us this series. Yeah. Um, but nope. R.I.P. Will Crow. <laughs> Unless he doesn't get claimed, which is completely possible. possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't know if anyone's really clamoring to have him be in a bullpen. Um. <laughs> for a playoff team but you know no <laughs> let's see well maybe eddie yin can become someone who eddie yin <laughs> the other guy we got in the josh bell trade oh great i uh, final thoughts on this series yeah. for some like josh bell hasn't been here in a while right mm-hmm. but i think he took this series ser- like personally mm-hmm. because I think it was on behalf of not just him. I think it was on behalf of him, Musgrove, and Tyon. Yeah. You know, the guys that they got traded for are now kind of here, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, like, you waited this long to get them here. Now I'm going to show you why you should have kept me. Yeah. And he had, what, mm-hmm. he had two or three home runs this series, a bunch yeah. of RBIs, a bunch of hits. Now He just kind of went off. To be fair, he's been awful this year. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm oh, not yeah, like, denying was, that. I think I think right. he just like wanted to take yeah. this one personally. No, that's fair. I mean, and I would say that. Um, I think there are even rumors. Like I heard rumblings that both Adam Frazier and Josh Bell were interested in coming back this off season. I'm sure they were. Which just kills me on the inside. Where like all these players, like if you talk to Joe Musgrove, he loved his time in Pittsburgh. But then they always say, well, the owner doesn't spend, so nothing happened here. But like they always they love playing here. They love living here. They even enjoy being on the team when things aren't going well. Yeah. And they want to come back. And there's just no care. And I think it's because like every athlete loves to be part of an underdog story. Yeah. And that's why like they all mm-hmm. just want to be here to be on that team that turns it around. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're just not those guys. Like I don't think Tyon would have helped this team, honestly. No, um, Bell, especially not on that. Especially not on that money, right? And Bell, obviously, I don't think would have helped this team. The only one that did get dealt that could have helped this team that was going to cost you a lot of, a lot of money, was Joe Musgrove. And see, I don't even think he's that much. Like, I think his contract is a steal, right? Like, and he just got that him, extension. Yeah, for for the the, the the contract he got from the Padres is so good. For the yeah. value wise, so if we yeah. gave it to because I think it was like five years, a hundred million, yeah, that would have been perfect for the Pirates. I think have. I think I was more heartbroken when he signed the extension than when we <laughs> traded him away. Kind of knew, <laughs> he kind of knew it was over, then he wasn't coming back. Yeah, yeah. at that point, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's, he's he's a Padre for life now, <laughs> which is a shame. Oh my God, we have our first comment of the day wow. from the Jolly Roger yeah. report. <laughs> Get on the run after. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, you, know, I, you got you got to lose a few pounds. Get on a run. <laughs> uh, I, I had sheets today too. Clearly, I'm not eating well. So, <laughs> oh, you had sheets. Oh, I've had sheets since the last time I was in Pittsburgh. 
it's really bad just because the hot dog deal is just so good such good value that i can't help myself i don't don't even care what deal they have my go-to is i get a steak quesarito and Mm. i just load that thing up those quesaritos have you ever had one i have not they're as big as a newborn child okay and it is when you're on a road trip you know i eat half of it when i get it and then the other half when i'm almost home you know (laughs) yeah and see i know it's gonna be heresy being on a pittsburgh podcast but in terms of road food Nothing like hits the spot more than the Wawa hoagie. I'm sorry, that's so good. No, I, I could use my mouse right now. I would kick you out of here. I live in Wawa country now, and I hate it. I, I hate love everything Wawa. about it. See, I, I where I live, I have Wawas and sheets, so I could. I don't have to choose. I get both. It's the best. I I have I have Wawa, and then we have Quick Check, and I I can I like Quick Check better than Wawa. A Quick See, Check uh, Philly cheesesteak is great. I don't. I, a Wawa Philly cheesesteak hits the spot, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, 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 <laughs> hearing hearing you say Wawa is is above sheets is just blasphemous on these airwaves. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> well, if this is my last show because of that opinion, it's been a fun ride. <laughs> uh, who would have thought that would have been like we've we've restrained ourselves from <laughs> arguing over Shelton. But you like in Wawa cross the line. <laughs> oh man, that's too good. Well, we've been on here for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I think we stopped talking about the show. So let's get out of here. All right, see you, folks. See you, folks. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Cody, for joining us late. And let's go, Bucks. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.